Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Jackie back with me. Jackie is the founder of The Debt Myth. She is a personal finance writer and the creator of Payoff Debt, an app that's helped tens of thousands of people use the debt snowball method to pay off debt. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here, Jackie. Uh, let's talk about the debt myth. What was your reason for starting that blog? Well, I love encouraging people to get out of debt and spreading the word that you don't have to borrow money in order to live a great life. Uh, in fact, it's easier if you don't. And I also wanted to have a home for my app. So it seemed like a good spot for it. So so you actually had your app before the, the blog? Yes, I did. Okay. So when did you have when did you create what year did you create your app and and how much after did you create the debt myth? Um I created the app I believe it was in 2009 and it was I think a couple of years after that that I did the debt myth. 2000 about 2011 then? That sounds about right. Okay. So why why did you create the debt myth? Was it just to drive traffic uh, for for the pay off the debt, or was there a, were there other reasons? Well, the main one was really to help people, you know, get out of debt, help them stay inspired, um, because you know it can be a pretty long haul. So I wanted a place where people could go for encouragement and um, interact with other people also who are getting out of debt. Okay. And so initially, was it more of a hobby or did you think that, well, this is going to be something that's going to make money for you at some point? It's going to be a business. What were your goals in 2011 when you started? Um, It's always been a part of my business. Uh, So I figured, you know, I wanted to support the people who are getting out of debt. And then it does also have a spot on it for my app. Okay, so let's talk about the payoff debt app. So you you uh, started uh, or you built the app in 2009. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. What do you have any experience with uh, building apps, or was it was it a first for you? No, I didn't have. I had never built an app before. Um, you know, the biggest challenge basically was that I didn't know how to program, and I still don't. Uh, So I had also never designed software or brought a product market or anything like that. (laughs) So, but I wasn't really worried about that because I figured that there are people out there who do know how to do that stuff. So it was just a matter of getting in touch with the people who could build my app and then using the skills that I did have um, to create it. So how did you even come up with the idea? All your life, were you... uh interested in uh, paying off debt and it's just someday you said, you know, it would be nice to have an app or what was the process? Uh, no, I definitely was not interested in paying off debt all my life. I uh, got into debt and yes, I did want to pay it off, but I didn't make any progress with it for a very, very long time. Um, I, so so what kind of debt was it and how how old were you and how, were you struggling paying it off, or can you talk about that a little bit? Oh gosh, um, let's see. I was probably eighteen or twenty when I got my first loan. I'd have to think back on it a little bit, but uh, it was a car loan, and then after that came credit card debt, and then uh, much later um, came a little bit of student loan debt, and you know things like a house, a mortgage. Um, home improvement loans, all kinds of 
normal, quote unquote, uh, mm -hmm. types of debt. Um, and were you struggling paying it off or you just say, uh, you know, what? Well, this is part of life. Everybody does it and just made uh, minimum payments or whatever and just went on with your life or was it a frustrating experience? Well, it was frustrating. I was making minimum payments. Uh, in most cases, I was paying a little bit extra on my student loan, but uh, I wanted to be out of debt. I did not. I did not enjoy it. I thought it would be really awesome if all my money wasn't going toward debt. Um, so I, I worked at it, um, and it was a slow process to get out of debt. Um, it wasn't until after I paid off my student loan that uh, I got inspired to start the app, because shortly after that, I got an iPhone. And I was looking through the app store and I thought, you know, okay, I totally obsessed about paying off my student loan. I like checked online like every day to see, oh, if my $5 payment made any difference in the interest um, that was being charged or, or whatever, you know, because I, I sent multiple payments in throughout the months. Um, and I thought maybe other people might want to obsess like that too. And here's a handy dandy phone where you could obsess right in your pocket. You wouldn't have to be at a computer. You could check on, you know, your progress. So um, I checked out the app store and I didn't see any apps uh, that were helping people pay off debt. So I thought that uh, this would be a good um, opportunity. It was something people were looking for. So there was nothing in 2009 in the app store? Um, no. Wow, that yeah. is incredible. So tell us, uh, I want to talk about how you built it and all that, but, but tell me, how, how does pay off debt work? How does it help me if I have a lot of debt? Well, basically, it uh, lets you um, put in your debts that you have, and you can use the debt snowball method, which is a way of systematically paying off debt um, where you pay minimum payments to all of your debts except the first one in your list. And to that one, you send as much money as you can in addition to the minimum payment. So you can use the app to organize the debts in the order that you want to pay them off. Um, you can put them in order from lowest balance to highest balance, which is, you know, the typical debt snowball. Or if there's some kind of debt that you really, really want to knock out, even if it, like, has no interest, like maybe it's to your parents or or if it has super high interest that just drives you crazy, you can pay that one off first. You can organize it. And that app also shows you um, how long it'll take to pay off each debt and how long it'll take to pay off all your debt. And then there's little um, progress bars to show you, you know, how much progress you've made for each one and total. So it's really about keeping you inspired. Um, also has an amortization table so you can see, like, you know, what percent part is going to interest and how much is going to principal and the effects of paying extra. And so how many people installed your app since 2009? Oh, um, a lot. Uh, I would say probably at least 40,000. 40,000 people installed your app. Mm -hmm. And are those people using it on a regular basis? Or, or I mean, are, how, 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 can you measure that at all? Uh, you can't really measure uh, with iTunes, uh, with the App Store, uh, but uh, you can. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are using it because um, I see, you know, I get emails from people talking about it. So I think I think that they are making progress with it. And is it a paid app or a free app? It's paid. It's uh, two ninety nine. So how did you decide if you wanted to 
have a paid app or make money through advertising and make it a free app? Well, I already always intended for it to be a paid app because uh, if you use advertising to you know cover expenses or make money in a free app, a lot of the ads are usually targeted. And the types of ads that would be targeted for a debt app are like credit cards or you know loans or other you know basically types of debt. And that seemed uh, like not such a good idea <laughs> to advertise. Kind of a conflict of interest in a way, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So tell me, how long did it take to create uh, create the app? Um, just a few months. I uh, you know outsourced the actual coding bit of it, and then there was you know a lot of testing, um, and I had to uh, figure out the uh, formulas for the debt snowball. So. I mean, you mentioned that you haven't done any uh, development uh, before. You haven't had any experience building apps. So, h- how do you, how did you know who to hire? Where did you go to to find somebody to help you with this app? I mean, it must have been a kind of a scary process. Um, well, I figured it it wasn't really that scary to me because I didn't think it would cost that much to get the initial version developed. I was going basically with the minimal viable product. So it wasn't like this giant detailed thing at first. Since then, it's grown a lot. Um, so I figured at most it's probably you know going to be like a $1,500 bet um, to see if it worked. So um, I, one of my acquaintances had actually had a real estate app. So I just asked him, you know, hey, how did you build your app? And he told me um, who he had to it and that he was really happy with them. And the results, and I checked out his app, and it seemed to work really well. So I just basically contacted those people and got an estimate, and it seemed reasonable, so I went for it. So, And did it cost about $1,500 as you estimated it, or were you way off on that? No, it was pretty close to that. Okay. And talk about some of the challenges. Were any challenges with that uh, project to manage the people and to make sure that they build you what exactly what you wanted this app to be? Um, no, not, not too, not really. I mean, there were a couple like questions and stuff, but that's normal. Um, you know, I basically wrote out a software spec detailing everything I wanted in it and what order I wanted the screens to appear and what I thought should be on the screens and, you know, how the user experience would be like if they were going through the app. So I, you know, I spent a lot of time writing things out in advance and I find generally the more planning you do up front, the easier it goes for implementing things, so I think that helped out. So when you initially put it in the the App Store, did it surprise you how many people downloaded it, or or was it a slow snowball type of um, adoption? How what was the, what was the first few months like? Well, I really had no idea what to expect. Um, I knew there were people who probably were looking for that type of app based on um, complaints on like credit card management apps. Um, so I thought, you know, at least some people would download it, but I had I had no idea. And it actually um, did really, really well, especially at first, um, because for one thing, there were no. Uh, well, there was one competitor whose app came out like a week before mine. So there were essentially no competitors. And so it really it re- did really well. Um, it was in the top 10 financial apps for uh, almost right away. Did you actually market it outside of, of uh, the app store? 
nope, <laughs> all I did was put it out there and hope, uh, which is not the best plan, but it did work in this particular case. Do you think it works because you were early? Yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, there are so many more apps in general out there now, and you know, particularly this kind of app now, there are a lot of apps um, because people, you know, see something that works and then they, you know, want to do that too. So, I mean, I don't even know how many apps are in the app store now, but it's a lot. So it would be yeah. much more difficult now. Yeah, I was going to ask you because you mentioned in 2009 there weren't any. And we're talking about five years later. Um, right. And you can't even count the number of competitor apps out there right now? Mm, competitor apps, direct competitor, I would say there's probably around 30. About 30. And so that's the funny thing about the, the app store is that do people look at, while well, you know, your app was like the first app, does it make any difference? Um, or is is your app displayed in any different way because you're you've been online for so many years within the store? Does that help you at all, or every day is a new day? Pretty much every day is a new day. If they read my app description, you know they may, you know, if they look at it really carefully, they might notice that it's been around for a while. But realistically, people just search for stuff and it comes up by keyword. Um, you know, and of course, everyone uses similar keywords. Um, you know, I, I, I maybe should have chosen a different name, a less generic name, but uh, so that that makes it a little difficult to find. Also, that it has kind of a generic name. Have you considered uh, creating another app, or maybe a complementary app to to um, pay off debt? Uh, not not really, um, because I'm I'm not. I mean, I'm not into developing apps. I'm into helping people become debt-free. Um, and the only really super complimentary apps I could think of are budgeting-type things and, or you know, spending trackers. And there's already a lot of good stuff out there for that. So let's talk about your, um, your blogs. Uh, I believe you have um, uh, two blogs, The Debt Myth and Money Crush. Is yeah, that correct? I have two personal finance blogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about that. I mean, you mentioned that you created the debt myth basically to help you with your app. Um, but uh, talk about building a following and talk about uh, you know you know in, you know creating kind of traction for it. Um, how how difficult was it to to stand out? Because personal finance is just a hugely competitive area. Uh, there are a lot of blogs on personal finance, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a competitive area. Um, mm-hmm. People, you know, a lot of people know each other and you know, help promote each other's content uh, or, you know, just, you know, hey, if, if they see something that would benefit someone else, they point them to it. Um, one clarification, though, I didn't uh, create the debt myth um, to support the app in particular because previous to that I had a website for the app I created the blog portion really because I wanted you know to help people get out of debt um, and then my the home for the app moved there um, as far as you know promoting the blog um, you know building traffic um, I had some challenges with that uh, for one what thing, kind of challenges <laughs> well um, if you're in uh, the uh, make money, lose weight, 
get out of debt areas, uh, it's, there's a lot of uh, spammy type things. And so it gets flagged. Um, just those phrases, like if you send emails, not that I'm talking about weight loss in my emails, but, but those particular kinds of, you know, services um, are much more likely to get flagged. So like people could sign up for my email list, but if they don't actually add me to their contacts, a lot of times emails go to spam, even though they want them and they're not spam. So that's kind of a challenge. Um, so did you have to change the language that you use or how did you try to adjust? Is there anything that you can do to adjust? I think the biggest thing is, you know, just asking people to add you to your contacts um, because I, I really barely mentioned debt in the, in the emails, but of course my blog name is the debt myth. So it's got it right. <laughs> right it's a double edge. Throat. Yeah. Dang. So, um, the other challenge that I had was uh, my blog was uh, pretty heavily penalized in Google for a long, long time. So most of my traffic um, did not come from Google. It's just now starting to get a little bit from Google. Um, Why was it penalized? Did you ever figure that out? No, I really have no idea. <laughs> um, I don't know, but they finally, it's finally... I'm getting traffic so, from it. Was it a matter of months or years when you were years. paneling? Years. Years. For years. Wow. Yes. Wow. So that was a big struggle. So um, for a long time, and even still now, my biggest traffic source has been Pinterest. Okay. And why why do you think that is? What is it about Pinterest and, and your website that really works? Um, well, I mean, I have the posts optimized for Pinterest and... Um, you know, I do pin my posts there uh, mm-hmm. along with other other things. That's not the only thing I do by any means. Um, and it just, you know, people, um, you know, Pinterest is a, a lot of people on Pinterest are women and a lot of women manage personal finances. Um, it's just, it's pretty common. So mm-hmm. I think that they are interested in, you know, getting out of debt and they find pins that seem relevant and share them. And the more things get shared, the more traffic you get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what about guest posting? Are you doing guest posting for the DepMath? I have done a little bit of that, but uh, not too much. And that is actually one thing that I found out that um, Google did not like. They, <laughs> the few, a couple of the guest posts that I did do, they were like, uh, yeah, you're trying to uh, I don't know what they didn't actually say this, but I got the impression they thought I was trying to uh, like just target the keywords, even though the only thing I mentioned was, you know, like my app. But because the phrase, my name of my app is pay off debt, it's a keyword phrase. And so I, I suspect that's probably what they didn't like. Oh, wow. So uh, how else do you generate uh, traffic um, for for your for your blog? I mean, uh, you know, you mentioned um uh, you know, you mentioned Pinterest, but um, and then you mentioned that you know you were penalized uh, with the guest uh, guest blogging, guest posting. What else are you doing now? Um, r- really, Pinterest is the main thing. The other uh, major sources of traffic have been other websites that um, have talked about um, uh, my debt-free story, mainly. Um, and do you reach out to those sites, or do they just find you, seek you out? Um, they just find me. So that's that's been a good thing. I really, I 
that is one thing that I'm going to be focusing on more this year, um, you know, reaching out to people. Um, the other thing that I do um, just started recently is I have a free uh, course um, called the Debt Mindset Reset. So people can, um, you know, sign up for that and then they may become more interested. So how much traffic does the debt mix get now per month? Do you, is that something that you look at at all? Is it something that's important to you? Well, obviously I would, uh, you know, like more traffic. Um, but it's, you know, I, I would like to, you know, get the message out to a lot more people. Um, right now it's getting around 5,000 page views a month. 5,000. And how do you, how do you generate revenue with your blogs? Um, with my blogs, I'm actually not generating revenue with them in particular right now. Uh, but, uh, it's more with products. So, um, I have an ebook on, um, you know, 101 ways to make extra money that's on, uh, Money Crush. And then obviously I have the app on the debt myth. Um, I used to accept advertising on Money Crush, but I stopped doing that for now. Why? Why is that? Um, well, because I was, I was, uh, on money crush, I was not uh, following Google's, uh, terms then I had text link ads. So I stopped doing that. Um, and I've never accepted ads on the debt myth. Okay. Okay. So basically then the revenue that comes from uh, all the revenue that comes from is either from your app or your, um, ebook and your ebook. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay, okay. Um, let's talk about uh, just the experience of being uh, being an entrepreneur. I have a I have a few questions about you know people that that just start out. So for example, if if somebody is starting out a business or thinking about starting, actually I'm talking about somebody starting a business. What do you think is the most important thing they should focus on during the first twelve months? Well, I think the, the most important thing is to, uh, you know, quit dreaming about it and actually just get started. Um, things don't have to be perfect right away and or ever, really, for that matter. You can always improve. And the main thing is to get out there and see if your idea works. And instead of spending a whole lot of time up front, um, you know, working on things that maybe aren't that important in the long run. Okay. Take action, right? Definitely. Uh, what was the best advice that you have ever received? Uh, I would say be yourself. Um, you know, no one else can can be you, so why not embrace that? And you know, I think it really helps. Okay. And uh, what advice do you have on dealing with the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, kind of the roller coaster ride? Um, has it? Have, has it been uh, more difficult when you started out back in uh, 2009 with your app uh, compared to what, how do you deal with, with it today? Uh, yeah, there have definitely been ups and downs. Um, I think uh, you know the main thing is to have a plan for the financial downtime and an emergency fund um, and be realistic about the uptimes. I mean, I... You know, I'm a big believer in that uh, phrase, make hay while the sun shines. You know, go ahead and, you know, go all out while things are great, but be putting be putting plenty aside for if, if they're not. What do you think is the biggest time waster for entrepreneurs? Um, 
I would say probably social media in a lot of cases. Um, you know, people try to be on all types of social media because, you know, they've heard, oh, you should be on Facebook or you should be on Twitter or you should be on Pinterest. And I think it's uh, better to just focus on what works, you know, for you, test it out, see what you get the best results with, and then really focus on that type of item. And that could apply to, you know, everything, not just social media. If, uh, if you could train someone to be a successful entrepreneur, what would be the first thing that you would teach that person? Let's say if they just had a job now, but they want to they wanna be an entrepreneur, what would be the most important thing you would teach that person? Well, I would say, you know, have a plan, but it doesn't have to be this giant detailed business plan, just more like, uh, you know, okay, so if I'm going to quit my job, how long do I have, you know, how long can I go if I'm not making money? Or, um, you know, there's a lot of people start a business on the side, and I think that's really a good way to do it, um, as long as you're willing to put in all the extra hours. Well, uh, Jackie, I really appreciate you coming on the Success Harbor podcast to share your story. How can people connect with you or find out more about uh, you or uh, more about your payoff payoff debt app? Uh, The easiest way is to just visit uh, thedebtmyth.com and hit contact. And you can also go to thedebtmyth.com slash payoffdebt for information on the app. Thank you very much, and I wish you much success with your app and also your blogs. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you.